For every slight, every insult, every time you are passed over, left behind, ignored, belittled, marginalized, underestimated, sidestepped, benched in every game, underappreciated, invisible, in the room, taken for granted one more time, or just relegated to the background, do you know the cracks that are forming in your core? We wake up, we put on another layer of makeup, a touch more cologne, shiny new shoes, another vacation, a near luxury sedan. We change our hair color again. We immerse ourselves in self-help books. We attend one more class. We buy that new hovering thing that you cannot take on a plane anywhere. We get a personal trainer. We have a loud obnoxious party. We adopt a dog. We buy season tickets when our team has not won a damn thing in a year. And we smile. We have to keep painting over the cracks. Never mind that it goes all the way down to your foundation. Never mind that you can almost see right through. Forget that it goes from top to bottom. Just one more coat of paint and I can leave the house. I can sit through another condescending conversation. I can endure another day without completely falling apart at the seams. One more coat. Look at me, mommy. I'm strong. I'm beautiful. I'm black. I'm strong. I'm beautiful. I'm black. I'm beautiful. I'm black. Hey y'all. Welcome back to the Every Shade Podcast. Meeting ye, Nina. That is Chui, one of the languages spoken in Ghana, and it means my name is Nina. Today I'm feeling very conflicted, like right down the middle conflicted. Over the last few years, the resilience movement has taken over. You can't go on Eventbrite without seeing another event on how to remain resilient in these times. These times. These times have been these times for so long now, we gotta call it something else. I have nothing against the resilient mind. In no way am I suggesting that this broad brush approach to something that is so layered and so complicated is a bad idea. I don't have a degree in psychology. I know enough Freud to sound intelligent at dinner, but not much more. Conquer your fears, fight your anxiety, don't give in, take control of your mind, be resilient and you can transform your life, etc, etc. I understand the strategic nature of the advice, I do. In the short tactical term though, how should a person survive a belittling boss, an abusive marriage, an unfair education system, a compromised legal system, and a biased financial system, a country that prematurely turns your boys to men? While I am being resilient for the marathon, because you're right, I gotta survive it. While I am playing the long game, how do I survive yet another statement that rips to my core, yet another insult, so painstakingly coated in sickly sweet compliments? The next time you tell me how I must be making my people proud or ask if I work in an actual office, the next time you assume I am here to take the minutes or bring you coffee because yeah, that's exactly what the situation needs, more coffee. The next time you say she must be on her period and must be hormonal or tell her she can't land the sale because you'll be closing this particular deal at the local strip club. The next time you decide to leave him out of the team night out because, I mean, he doesn't drink, right? What should he tactically be doing? Remain resilient AF. <laughs> and for the original hairline crack that is now a compound fracture with the bone sticking out, expressing itself in sprints to the bathroom to weep because you just got called some other name, we remember that your kid at school is being bullied for being different whatever the hell that means. For that situation, in that moment, how shall I resilience my way through that? Which affirmation should I be repeating in the mirror for that day to get through that meeting? To sit through another end of your appraisal that you, me, and the janitor know is rigged. Like I said at the start, I am for the resilient mindset, strategically. I am just not sure there is enough help for right now, for the moment. The moment in which you are currently trying to maintain dignity, professionalism, because you are not allowed to respond the way others do. If you did, you would be branded feisty, angry, aggressive, hormonal, prudish, extreme. You can't take a joke, needs to calm down. Wow, that escalated fast, in need of counseling or who knows what else. And no one would ever forget, never mind when that chap didn't come to work for a week after a bender, 
All we will remember is your slightly raised vocals to defend yourself in a conversation in which you were being cut up for the upteenth time. Nina, instead of moaning about it, why don't you just suggest something? <laughs> I could, I really could, but I am not sure it would be Christian or civil. But let me try, because how else will I learn, people? The next time someone cuts you off and basically repeats your ideas, there's respond like this. Thanks, Bob. You have expanded on the point I was making. I would add that dot dot dot. The next time someone tells you how well you're doing for your people, your race, your country, your neighborhood, you respond with all the sincerity you can muster and you say, me? No. You. You're really doing well for your people. The next time someone says, are you on your period or something? Two options here. You could say, yes, I actually wanted to talk to you about installing some tampon machines in the bathroom. I was going to pitch it to someone and I would appreciate your thoughts. Or the second option, my personal favorite, no. I'm not bleeding today. The next time someone calls you aggressive in a bid to shut you up, particularly if they do it in a public setting, just smile and say, Bob, yeah, it's, it's still Bob. I think you're mistaking passion for aggression, but that's okay. This is very important to our company, and I really wish everyone was taking it as seriously. The impact could be significant. The next time someone describes you as feisty, ask them to elaborate. What does feisty mean in this context, Bob? It's still Bob. He's just, <laughs> he's chaotic. <laughs> The next time someone asks you to just grab them a coffee in a way that suggests you're being demoted, you smile at Bob and you say, I'm actually delivering this pitch. Can your coffee wait till after that? Remember, of course, to smile. The next time someone says they hired you or promoted you because you are a woman, you are black, you are Asian, you tell Bob his entire existence is because of his gender and his color right down to his parking space. So where the fuck does he get off calling you an Asian hire? The next time someone compares the entire continent of Africa to a small country in South America, or they ask you, what language do you speak in Africa? You say to Bob, surely you can't be as stupid as that makes you look. The next time incompetent Bob, who has had multiple promotions in three years, complains to you about being overlooked or how dissatisfied he is about his bonus not matching last year, you say to Bob, I fully understand your struggle. It is really hard to navigate a world filled with prejudice. <laughs> the next time someone asks if they can touch your hair, you lean in and you tell them, I'm confused. You don't smell like you've been drinking. And I understand that in the moment, just when this person is saying what they're saying, doing what they're doing, with little to no consideration given for you, your existence, your history, your hopes, your dreams, your right to just be left alone while eating pancakes at breakfast, it can be hard to remember all these things that I am teaching you. I fully appreciate that. But remember when as a child you rehearsed what you would say to a bully or to a teacher or to a boy you liked? Remember before creativity got beat out of you, how you would daydream of the perfect conversation with the perfect time comeback? Remember when you dream it over and over to the point that your lips would move subconsciously when you finally saw the person. It's possible. Nina, this doesn't work. Most of the time, the person being this class A moron is a boss. The person is more senior, they're older, all the things that allows them to determine if you keep this job, if you stay in this apartment building, if you have this school place for your kid. So I'll just take it. And when I can, I'll leave. And so these people, the Bobs of the world, they don't learn and they don't change. No one has given them a reason to. And so with his full chest, Bob will turn a woman down for a position because she is going through the change. And he will put the word change in air quotes when he says it to another executive as though the woman were becoming a werewolf. What can we really expect to be different when we abdicate the responsibility of putting an idiot in their place? When we hope that someone else will do it and do it soon? That someone else in the room who is watching this will say something that the next time they cut you off, one of the other nine grown-ups in this room will jump in and say, I think so-and-so was still speaking? That when they sit in a room deciding your fate and if you should get the job in Tokyo, someone in that room, God forbid it would be the head of human resources, will say, he has done the work. He is the most qualified candidate. We know he's a carer at home. He should get to decide if he can make it work. We shouldn't automatically disqualify him. Wouldn't it be great if we had an ally, an advocate, someone who is actually using their voice for good so that every time Bob tried to pull something, our ally would show up and just smack him. Just one good smack. And I know that for most of us, we will take the beat down. We will absorb the microaggression. We will put on one more coat of paint just so we can leave the house, get out of bed. And so, 
my encouragement to myself today is eventually, strategically, your resilience is gonna pop up and smack Bob in the face. Until next time, it's every shade.